0: Dear brothers and sisters, the parable we heard today invites us to reflect on what role sin has in our lives and what should we do with it in order to be saved. O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Among the two men in prayer in front of God, only the second one who acknowledged his sin went home justified. The first one, instead, who presumed that his adherence to to traditional forms of piety and innocence from manifest sin were automatic guarantee of justification. And for this, he overlooked his his, his need for divine grace. Christ is praising this tax collector. And in doing so, he's praising one of his disciples. Matthew, who took that decision to rely on God's grace and uh, turn to him. But uh, maybe it's also warning Matthew not to fall, now that he's on the other side, on the side of grace, not to fall into the trap of pride. What is pride exactly? How do we identify so so we can root out that poison from us? St. Thomas defines pride as the inordinate desire for one's own excellency. Inordinate means disordered. That implies that there is an ordered, wholesome way to pursue excellence. There are three ways that are ordered, natural for us, part of our being truly human. The first is the virtue of magnanimity. Manus, great things. Naturally, we are made to strive for the best of what we are meant to be, the best of our nature. Our nature grows, develops day by day since we were infant. And through a sacrifice, often, we find fulfillment in perfecting it, in becoming better, in becoming what we're meant to be. The second ordinate, ordered way to pursue excellence is hope, the virtue of hope. We strive to attain for things that are not in the range of our capabilities. They are the promises that God has given to us. Think about eternal life. Think about deep love. Think about true justice, truth per se. They are beyond our range, but they have been promised to us by God. So hope is to strive for what is impossible for us, but we do it because we rely on the possibility that God grants us, on the power of God, and on the fact that God has promised that that to us. The third ordered way to strive for excellence is humility. There is already a divine greatness in us that should be the true source of our own self-confidence, which is the evidence that we are made, we have been made, we will be made, we are made now in this present moment, and we are saved. And we were saved even when we were still sinners. Humility is the joyfully, is the joyful welcoming and embrace of this truth. Pride instead, as I mentioned, the ordin- inordinate disorder, desire for our own excellence, is sinful and harmful for ourselves and for others and for others, precisely because it's fake. A man is said to be proud, St. Thomas continues, because he wishes to appear above what he really is. The four marks of pride, the four manifestations of pride are, when we think that the good we possess is from our own selves. Second, when we think that the good we possess is from above, from God, and yet we think it's due to our own merits. Third, when we boast to possess a good that in reality we do not have. Fourth, when we despise others, thinking that we are the exclusive possessors of our good, as we heard in the parable. We can see how those four manifestation marks of pride, laid out by St. Gregory the Great, ring many bells in our hearts and in our memory. How often, how shamefully, how concretely, pride has affected and still affects our way of thinking and living. And how much it permeates the mentality of the world. Pride is the cause of many other sins. St. Thomas says that all sins may arise from pride because pride makes a man despise the divine law which would hinder him from sinning. I thought about this truth when I celebrated mass in front of the abortion clinic in Denver. As we do every year, there are parish for the 40 days for life in October. The windows of that facility bear written in capital letters, pride. And it's not by chance that this is the same motto that is lambed in our face every month of June to celebrate the so-called gender ideology. Every time this word shows, every time this word is used, shows that these intrinsically evil acts from the murder of a child to the lastful, violent denial of human sexuality and vocation to marriage, they all have a common denominator: the tragic attempt of the human being to take over God, to define him, to defy him. It's a tragic attempt because it's destined to fail. The same lie that Satan insinuated in Eve's ear is still whispered today and humanity still fails to learn from its mistakes and to see that this pride has only brought death, suffering and a spiral of evil. But again, the good news is that we just simply have to acknowledge that we have trapped ourselves in this and ask for God's mercy to liberate us. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We pray this not only for ourselves, but feeling the pity for our fellow human beings who don't know or who refuse to know and welcome the liberating mercy of God as has been and it is and will be liberating for us. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. St. Faustina taught us to bear the sorrow for our sin in order to make it an act of intercession also for others. As human beings we don't have to sin in order to be saved. Jesus Christ and our Blessed Mother, the new Adam and the new Eve, are themselves deprived from original sin. That fact shows to us that our nature our fulfillment is not in sin. But God has granted that even the challenge left to us to wrestle against the consequences of original sin and of our own sin can be turned only by the mercy of God into the opportunity to realize in our own flesh that we need God and that his law and our obedience to it actually is our freedom our delight, our fulfillment. When we tasted the bitterness of sin and we truly repented and we have forgiven and liberated, we have truly then blessed that day, not for our own liberation, but because we have become tools, hope, source of hope, tools of salvation for others. This is the mercy of God. May our blessed mother, with her maternal care, be the true teacher of humility for us, that we may welcome what is what our self confidence is in two, in the mercy of God.